In a world where it seems like there's so much going wrong, I want you to see the people who are spending their lives doing and seeing the good. Welcome to the Doing Good Podcast, where we discuss the stories of people who are changing the world in their own way. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Good. I have been looking forward to this podcast for so long. I get to talk with the Genity Page today. So Genity was born with two God-given gifts. She's an early riser, and she's consistent, and she used her natural abilities to become a professional oil painter and an American Ninja Warrior athlete. Okay, that is so cool. So we're going to talk all about that, which is amazing. Oh, don't worry. I'm just, I'm a professional artist. Oh, yeah. and I'm a ninja. So. And sometimes I ninja. <laughs> and sometimes I ninja. Genity believes we all have a divine spark that really does make us capable of achieving anything as long as we're willing to work really, really hard for it. She is the biggest fan of her alma mater, BYU. Yes, go Cougs, Idaho. BYU, Idaho. Idaho, BYU, Idaho. Sorry, I had a fix. BYU, Idaho. I was getting to the Idaho part. Yes, and I love BYU, Idaho. Yes, the best. (laughs) And she credits herself as the product of great art education. She is a wife, a mother, a teacher, a runner, and her mom says she struggles with being able to relax. Well, I mean, I can't imagine why. You just do everything. (laughs) When she's not in her studio or at the gym, she loves to be in her kitchen, creating delicious, healthy food for her family. She thanks God every day for carefully leading her down a path she could never imagine for herself. Oh my gosh, we've got so much to talk about. Welcome to Doing Good, (laughs) Genevieve. Oh, thank you, Karen. I'm so happy to be here. And for those of you that are listening to this podcast, Jenity is currently painting while we're talking. So I am watching her paint and it is so fun to just, (laughs) I don't know. I think that it is so fun to watch the creative process. So I love that I'm like talking to an actual artist, like creating a painting while we're talking. This is so cool. Yeah. Honestly, I had a teacher who said sometimes that to do your best work, you need just like a little bit of like a mental distraction, just a little bit. So you're not like over-focusing on your painting. Yes. So so thanks for letting me work while we talk. It actually oh my makes gosh. my painting better. <laughs> the coolest thing. I love it. So let's first talk about painting. Let, let's talk about you being an artist. Is this something okay. that you've enjoyed your whole life when you were a child? Did you love painting, creating? Have you always been a creative How did you get into this specifically? Yeah. So honestly, no. I mean, I I loved coloring and coloring books. I was a big fan of Crayola growing up. But I wasn't like if you would have told me when I was like 12 years old, you know, that one day I was going to be a professional painter, I would have like never believed you because I just I could have never. And honestly, this is the story you'll find. This is the story of everything in my life. I, I was a very average kid. What were my skills and talents as a child? I like went to piano lessons on time every time. You know, like that was, <laughs> that is I got up early. On time. I, I got up, I woke myself up and showered without my mom waking me up. Like that, that was my skill set as a kid. And so it's, it's a surprise to me. Like the ninja thing's a surprise to me. Painting's a surprise to me. And like I, like you read in my bio, like it's just, it's something God led me to. And this is one thing that I love to teach. And that is like, I believe wholeheartedly that we are children of God. And as such, like we have endless 
possibilities and like we really get inside like like what do you want and that as you decide and then you make goals and then you work towards them like you develop yourself and you develop skill and and one thing that's really beautiful is that like as you come to know god i found that as i come to know him he introduces me to myself he helps teach me who i am because i don't know i passed through a veil i forgot everything and then you know he's the one that that has led me along so when it comes to art yeah i just i coloring coloring books i traced some I actually like, so my older brother was really good at drawing and I would sometimes trace things and bring them to him and be like, Hey Joe, like, look what I did. And he'd be like, you trace it. I'm like, Dang it. Oh, How does he always know? Help me. Like every time. Oh. <laughs> so how did you know? How, how art, how art came into my life was honestly at the end of my junior year of high school, my family moved to a small town in Colorado. And I had the opportunity to choose to stay and finish my senior year. We were living in, in Clearfield, Utah. And I prayed about it. And I felt like God wanted me to move. And it was so hard. It was like, it was the hardest decision as my young, you know, 17-year-old self. And I moved. And I, up to that point, I was very driven. I wanted a full ride to college. I wanted to be valedictorian. And so I go to sign up for classes at my new tiny high school in Colorado and they're like, we don't have AP or honors classes here. And I was like, well, what? Wait, what? Like that? What am I going to do at my senior year? Yes, yes. And so then I just started. I had honestly taken almost everything I needed to graduate. I, I maybe could have graduated early, but I just, I looked down the list and I saw art and I just said, you yeah, know, I've always enjoyed art. Let's take art. And that was, that was it. That move. And. Because I had such an open schedule, I took an art class every semester. And we had, no, two art classes every semester. And we had trimester. So I took like six art classes my senior year. And wow, that that is what changed my path for me. <laughs> that is yeah, amazing. And, yeah. And it's funny because like I said, my brother was an artist. Like he actually won like state drawing competition stuff. And so I always, so art was around me, but I, I always thought art was just like, how can you make something look as three-dimensional as possible on a two-dimensional surface? Like that's all that I really understood good art to be. Yeah. And and then when I moved, I had this teacher at this in this tiny town who she taught me that art was about communicating. Like she Ooh. had us keep an, an art journal. So she's like, instead of writing how you feel, like I want you to journal, I like, want you to make your journal entries out of like imagery. And Ooh. at first I thought this was like, a, like she was a hippie and this was weird. But then like the more I did it, the more I fell in love with it. And that little art journal is what made me want to be an artist. Like learning that you could communicate, you could say something with yeah. your art. That was, that was like the hook, line and sinker for me. Uh, and I couldn't draw like that was a problem. <laughs> no way. No, really, I couldn't. Like, so I have like stick figures in that art journal for my senior year. And then I collaged a lot. Like, me and National Geographic were like really good friends. Yes. Cause I just pulled everything, I stole everything out of magazines and just rearranged it on a page, yeah. you know? And so, so yeah, that's, that's how I fell in love with art. And then I did end up getting that a scholarship that I wanted. And I went to BYU, Idaho and like the first day of freshman orientation. I'm sitting there and having come from this tiny town, 
you know, you think that you can be an artist when you're like, you have 80 kids in your class, you know, and then like you go to a university (laughs) and like, I'm looking at, like they did a PowerPoint for us incoming freshmen of like previous students art. And I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) these guys are good. (laughs) I'm in the wrong building. I can't do it. I, I, it was just like, you know, I just became very aware of my own nothingness in that moment and that I had no talent and that I should change my major. And so I left in tears. I was walking home to my apartment thinking, okay, I got to change my major. And then I was literally crossing the street in Rexburg, Idaho, when I felt God tell me, Jenity, you can be an artist. I just, I remember just being stunned. And actually I was just in Idaho last weekend. I took my kids. I was like, do you want to see the very spot where my whole life changed? Do you want to see where I was in the street when God told me that I could do this? And I showed yes. him and I was like, he told me that I could do this and I believed him. And so then I just went, I knew I had so much work. I had so much work to do. I like had all this time to make up for me. Everybody else that I went to school with had been doing this like their whole lives. I mean, everybody knows those kids in like elementary school that like, receive the calling as an artist like very young and then they just yeah like that wasn't my experience and so I was going to school with all those kids and so I felt like I was just racing to keep up you know catch up and so I I started going to school at four because that's when the building opened for the janitors to clean it and I would just go in I'd say a prayer I'd tell the Lord like okay like you you promise you help me do this and we all know what I'm capable of by myself so this is me asking you to be here and we're going to do this together. I, I so, love it yeah. so much. And I want I, I to talk about one quick thing that, that just seems to be just this natural part of your life that is so organic, which is your relationship with Heavenly Father. And it's just, oh, well you know, Heavenly Father told me to do this. And when I was younger, I had an inspiration to do that. And then this is where Heavenly Father said I could do it. Have you, have you always had a good relationship with your Heavenly Father? Like, have you always just felt like he's there and he's leading me along and I hear him clearly and he guides me. And that's, I just w- was born with that gift of faith. No, <laughs> it was a skill. It was a skill, just like everything else. And it's funny because I think sometimes we think we're children of God. We just like naturally have this connection, but it's not true. We have to develop it just like everything else. I mean, even Christ, the son of God took himself apart to pray, you know? Yes. And so for me, I was like 11 years old. No, not quite 11. I was like, it was like six weeks before I turned 11. My mom, we had like a family home evening lesson. And she just said like, what's the guarantee back home to Heavenly Father? And I knew the answer. I raised my hand. I said, get baptized. And she was like, that's, that's a good thing. It's good to like start on the covenant path, but it's not a guarantee. Like there's a lot of people that, that start on the covenant path and then later leave. And I was like, oh, Yes. And then my, my brother's like, I know, serve a mission. Also really good. Not a guarantee. Yeah. And we're like, I know, like be still the devil. Also good. Not a guarantee. And then you're just like, oh my God. That's the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we're, it's like a crapshoot. I don't know. Maybe you're yeah. going to make it. Maybe you're not. 
And then my mom's like, hold up, like there is. And she's like, it's a daily personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes. And, and, and I, you know, being this little girl, I was like, well, how do I get that? And she, she gave me a journal and she's like, every day I want you to say your prayers, write in a journal and read your scriptures. And I was like, well, that seems simple enough. Yes. <laughs> so I started then. I started when I was 11. And at first it was really silly. I just wrote about like sleepovers and jumping on the trampoline and ramen and shopping at the mall and really yes. significant things. And then I would just read like a, a verse or two in the Bible or the Book of Mormon before I went to bed and then say a little prayer. And that was it. And I, I remember thinking like, this is it. I'm huh? like, this is, this is the big thing. It's going to change my life. And it seemed so simple. But then what was crazy is that if I realized it wasn't the individual things, it's, it's the accumulation of those things over time. Yes. It's the consistency of them. Yes. Because what happened is that eventually I turned 14 and I started to have problems, like, like real problems. Yeah. And so all of a sudden I started writing about things that were really important to me, not just silly things. Yeah. And then when I went to praying, it wasn't just, may we all sleep well and not be yeah. sick and have fun all the time. You know, it was like, well, I have a problem. And then, you know, when I read my scriptures, it wasn't just pick a random verse today. What's the verse of the day? It was like, I have a problem. Yes. And did Jesus ever have this problem? Did, did John, did Job, did Esther, did, you know, and you really, you start to understand, oh, it's, it's not about these individual things. It's about, it's giving you tools to connect with God, you know, yes. like, and when you bring your problems to him, what's so cool is that like in my journal, I would write, this is my problem. This is what I'm struggling with. And then I pray about it and I read about it. And then answers came like it. And it wasn't, I mean, most of the time it wasn't immediate. Sometimes it was, but most of the time it was like days, week, months, years later, I wrote down the answer. And then that's when these things get really cool because you, like I, like I said, I was a very studious girl. I really loved learning and I could see the scientific method of this, you know, like I could yeah. see like, wait, like I had this question and then I prayed about it and I wrote about it. And then later I got an answer. Like, this is like, this is proof that God hears me. Yeah. That, you know, he's listening to me. He's answering my prayers. And all of a sudden, like my journal became like another testament of Jesus Christ because it was his dealings in my own life. And so this pattern that I started a very young girl has meant everything like how i said get to know god and he'll teach you who you are this is the means by which i came to know god you know and so then when i moved my senior year it wasn't just like this one prayer it's like i've been praying since i was 11 and so now i'm actually bringing you yet another problem and i know you're going to help me solve it yes well i love that you talk about the scriptures what was esther's problem what was nephi's problem what it's so funny. I've never thought of it that way, but really that's what the whole 
scripture. That's what everything is about. Like Lehi had a problem. The people were going to kill him. What should he do? (laughs) Okay. You should leave Jerusalem. And Nephi has a problem. We are, there's an ocean. How are we going to cross it? You're going to build a boat. And Enos has a problem. He wrestles with God. Joseph Smith has a problem. He doesn't know what church, like really everything is about, okay, I'm struggling with something how is Heavenly Father going to help me? That really is the essence of everything is how did these people <laughs> bring their problems to the Lord and how did he solve them and guide them in their lives? That's amazing. And then we get we get to read their journals. Yes. How lucky are we? <laughs> that is so cool. I, I love know, that you say Heavenly Father introduced you to yourself. That is so just... <laughs> that is incredible and 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 so important i think for us to know that heavenly father does know us better than we know ourselves and sometimes if we think well i don't know what i'm really good at well i don't know i love that you say we forgot we had all these amazing talents and abilities and characteristics and strengths and heavenly father will remind us and introduce us what a beautiful thought my my patriarchal blessing when i was 14 when i received my patriarchal blessing and I sing. I'm a singer and I love to sing and and music is very important to me. And our patriarch asked my parents, is there anything you'd like me, you know, to specifically to be thinking about or praying about when I'm giving the blessing to Carmen? And of course my mom's like, well, she's a musician and she sings and we'd love to know, you know, like if they're, you know, what heavenly father has planned for her with, with this. And he said, okay. And and in my patriarchal blessing, it it talks about having very special talents and Heavenly Father is aware of that. And then he said, he also recognizes you have other talents which are latent within you. Continue to examine and search within yourself and be prayerful and you will be guided on how to use these talents appropriately and, and to, to bless your life and the lives of others. And it was so interesting because that was, it was like, you have some very special talents but there's other ones too. And I thought that is so interesting that he immediately was, was challenging me to stretch myself and to think beyond this. I'm a singer. I'm a singer. This is what I do. This is what I will do. I won't do anything. I don't have a plan B. This is my life. And I'm going this to do it. this no matter what. And he's like, I know. And I've been, I've given you that, but there are other things and you should search and examine and find out what those are. And it has been, so thrilling for me and challenging and hard, but to find <laughs> and discover what those talents are that are that and different than, than, you know, maybe what I thought. And I've been able to use them in other ways. It's been so fun and exciting to say, okay, what else did you give me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be and to, like, I think sometimes we get to a certain age in our life where we're like, Okay, I've developed. Like yep. I'm, I'm who you wanted me to be. So yes. now it's just like smooth sailing. Like the yep. rest of the day, you know. Yeah. So that's that's why it was like so crazy for me. Like with this whole ninja thing, because like I, I wasn't an athlete growing up, and like it's so funny because when you apply to the show, they have all these like all this paperwork you fill, which I'm sure you were very aware well of. Where very aware of. Very well aware of yes. <laughs> they're like, what you know? Tell us about your athletic history, and I'm always like, I ran track in ninth grade. Yes, 
And I do like group fitness classes. Yes. <laughs> like uh, <love> it. So <laughs> qualified. So unqualified. And, 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 yeah. And so it's like, I just, I, I used to watch, sorry, I'm, I don't want to like, I, I just felt like this was like a good segue into this. This is a perfect segue day. into discovering because, other talent. Because, yeah, yeah, like you think like I'm 34, like I'm an artist, I'm a mom, I'm a runner. Like I was already those things, right? Like I'm done. And and then, yeah, and then one day my brother invited me to go rock climbing with him at an indoor rock climbing gym. And I had never been before. And I was just like, cool, yeah, I'll go. And I went and I loved it because you 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 go up these routes that are called problems. Yes. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that bouldering routes are called problems. You got to like face your problems at a climbing gym. And I was like, so empowering to me and yes. so like one time rock climbing and then i i told my husband i came home i was like hey i know what i want for my birthday i want a membership to the climbing gym and i need some shoes and yes. so i started i started bouldering this was in august of 2018 and then i'm like just climbing a couple days a week and one day i'm at the gym it's been like three months like october now and i have a feeling and it said, you should apply for American Ninja Warrior. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> nah. That was weird. The thoughts that come into your head when you're at the climbing gym. <laughs> and then, so I just kind of like shoved it off. And this is one thing. I think we all know when God's trying to tell us something. Yes. Because he's persistent. He did, It's yes. not just like a one and done. If no. it was one and done, we would not do very many cool things because we would just shut him down like right away. But see, God's persistent. Like he asks us to be persistent, but he is also himself persistent. And so he'll come back and he'll tell you again. And so, you know, I brushed that feeling off. Like my husband, and I would watch the show like lots of times. We were big fans. And so to have that thought was crazy because there had been times sitting on the couch with my husband watching of it. Would you ever do that? And he's like, no. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to have the feeling that I should apply was totally out there, but then I'd go climbing and then it would come back. You really should just apply for the show. And I was like, no, <laughs> I've never been in it. I've yeah. no ninja, I've no ninja skills. So anyways, it happened a couple of times and it was persistent enough that I was driving home from the climbing gym one morning. And I don't know about you, but like as a mom, like I get a lot of inspiration when I'm alone in the car. Always because it's quiet like, and you're quiet. by yourself. Yeah. Like sometimes I purposely no podcast, no music. Yes. And I just try to be quiet for a yes. moment. And so as I like was at this, literally stopped at a red light and I just couldn't shake this feeling that I kept having. And so I just said like out loud in my car, Heavenly Father, I keep having this feeling that you want me to apply for American report here? Yeah. Like, is this, is this really coming from you? Like it is. And then all of a sudden I just felt the spirit, like this light just filled my car. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and you know, it's like, like I said, I did all this relationship with him and I trusted him and I trusted him when he told me I could be an artist. So why not? So yeah. I, I like, okay. So I went home and I looked it up and I started the paperwork and had to make a submission video. And 
I went to go shoot the video at just like a dumb little trampoline park here by my house because we didn't even have a ninja gym close to us at the time. Oh. And I, the guy that was shooting it, he was like, okay, we're do the quintuple steps, then we're do the rolling log, then we're do the jumping spider, then we're do the devil steps, we're do all one take, go. And I was thinking, like walking to the start thing, I've never done this before, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's sure. do it. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. And then all of a sudden... I'm standing there at the start and I feel my son, my son that had passed away. And all of a sudden I heard him be like, let's do this mom. <gasps> oh, and I was like, okay. And then like all that, you know, we always put up all these blocks and uh, mental blocks and say, we can't do stuff. We can't do this. And we're afraid and all this. And all of a sudden, like, when I felt him there and when I felt him be like, let's do like do this together. I was just like, cool. And I, I just went and I didn't, I didn't doubt. I just went and I cleared every obstacle and I got to the end and I looked at my husband and I was like, I've never done that before. And he was like, I know. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe I could be a ninja. I don't know. Like, what do I know? And so that was my submission video in the like December of, 2018 and after i submitted it i was like well like maybe i should wear ninja glasses somewhere maybe i should like, train yeah like like i don't know if they're gonna I'm, like i doubt they're gonna invite me to be on the show but if they do like would it be dumb if i didn't like practice at all yes so so i looked up there was a gym like an hour from my house it was really inconvenient i had to like drive a like rush hour on a monday to go to this class and I sucked it up and I did it. And I remember walking into this gym for the first time. We're like, oh, are you here to sign up your kids? And I was like, actually, here to sign up me. Yep. And we lead me to the adult class. And the adult class really meant like 18-year-old boys, you know, so that was awesome. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And like they asked me to do the craziest stuff. Like you're swinging from this bar and there's another bar that's six feet away and you're supposed to like magically fly through no. the air and catch that no. other bar no and you're just like how is this physically possible yes and so you you throw and you fall and you throw and you fall and then i threw so hard that i actually hit it but i didn't grab it i just like slammed my wrist into it oh and i was like but it's possible but but i can do it so impossible and I think that's one of the things that i've that i've been thankful for this whole like ninja journey is that if there's one thing it's that it totally expanded what I thought was possible for myself. You know, it's so easy to say, I don't do that. I can't do that. And, and so much harder to believe that God could change you to be able to do it, you know? Yes. And, and it's hard and it's embarrassing and it's vulnerable and it's scary and it's all of those things. But what was so cool is like, it hurt and like, and it was challenging, but I started to get it. Like, one week at a time, one obstacle at a time, I would learn. And it was amazing how our bodies can like adapt to what we put them through. And and so, yeah, like one week at a time, it was like, whoa, that was impossible, but I just did it. But and now then, I did it. And, yep. then, and then you think like, what else is impossible that is actually possible? And so um, I love like that mentality in Ninja because it's such a young sport and it's constantly evolving and that obstacles get harder and the challenges get bigger and we all rise to the occasion you know yes i so yeah 
I, I honestly, I just, I, I keep, I have so many thoughts and it's just, okay. no, all of these, like just life lessons that, that you have learned. I, 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 I love that you bring up that, you know, you think you have your talents and your skills figured out and it's just going to be smooth sailing. And it, it just made me think about literally in the scriptures, like when was Jesus ever on a calm boat? Like most of the time, like he's in storms and he's, you know, and Peter's walking on water and he's falling in and he's rescuing him. And there's always these storms and rough seas. And it's like your life is not smooth sailing. And, and if you are, then it's okay. It's almost stagnant. You're not growing. And yeah, like you're living beneath your potential. <laughs> and I, I think it's so cool that heavenly father wants us to find out who we are and, and discover other amazing things about us. And I think it's so cool that he did that with you through being a warrior and, and even something like that, like, why would this help me? And why would heavenly father want me to do this? And how can they know, how would this bless my life and, and, and other people's lives? And and I love, it's fun because I follow you on Instagram and, and sometimes you'll talk about like, look where I was when I first started this journey to where you are now. And, and, and I couldn't do this obstacle. And this is talk about falling, but even your, your physical transformation, like look at what my muscles and my body, look how it's adapted to do this. And that we are so much stronger than we think we are and capable of doing so much more. And it's really cool to see a physical representation representation of that with you, like how you have been able to really transform yourself in your life into doing something you never thought that you would do with the Lord's help. And why, why do you think it was this? Like, have you, have you discovered or figured out <laughs> why this is the thing? And you talk a little bit about your sweet son being there with you in that moment and being like, mom, let's go. And, and so would you mind sharing that for, for those that don't know your sweet story about why that moment was so special with you? Because you had a son that passed away a few years ago and, and then why you feel like being a ninja, like would be this like parallel path to being an artist and why, or maybe you're still discovering why this is something heavenly father pushed you into doing. Yeah. So I really do feel that my son had something to do with this. I don't, I don't know how he, like his relationship with God right now. And, if, you know, him and God had like a little planning meeting about my life and what I should do. Like, what should your mom do? And he's all, make her a ninja. Make her a ninja. Yeah. But my son was three years old and he has passed away. So he was just really, really just barely becoming a human. But I, I did know in, in just those three years. He was a very active child and very strong-willed. And he would even, like, this was at a time my husband and I were exercising through, like, videos called P90X. Oh, of course. <laughs> we used to do these, yeah, we used to do these videos and my little three-year-old would, like, do them with us. So, oh. I mean, who knows? Who knows what he would have been into or whatever when he got bigger. But I do know that I feel him uh, when I run and, and when I ninja. But Anyways, we were living with my parents in 2011. Well, my husband did grad school and my mom had a swimming pool. And, you know, I remember we moved in. She was like, Jen, I'm so nervous about the pool. And I was like, oh, well, 
we got alarms on the doors and we've got fences and all this yeah. and it's going to be fine. And yeah, then like one day, like a perfect storm arises and I ended up pulling my son out of the pool and he was lifelighted to the hospital. We spent seven weeks in the hospital. I totally thought he was coming home a hundred percent because, because I had a relationship with God and I knew how to access his power. I knew how to ask for a miracle. And so I just, I asked and I waited and I, those really long days in the hospital, I wrote in my journal and I said my prayers and I read my scriptures and I knew what God was capable of. And so I just had to be patient. And my son experienced something called sympathetic storming, which looks kind of like a seizure. It's something that happens relatively often with near drowning victims, um, where the sympathetic nervous system kind of goes into hyperdrive. And so all your muscles flex and your respiratory rate goes crazy and your heart rate goes crazy. And it, and, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. They call it, yeah, like sympathetic storming and. I would just, you just like the storm comes and all you can do is wait it out. Like they would try to give him drugs, morphine, Valium, whatever, like seizure medication and nothing stopped it. And, you know, this is when you realize that medicine doesn't know everything. (laughs) Yes, they don't. Yeah. So there were these nights where like, I'm just standing there like next to his hospital bed and he's storming and I'm holding his hand and there's like nothing you can do and he just feels so hopeless and but I I knew I knew what God could do and anyways eventually like the storm started out like 20 minutes and then grew to be like 48 hours like 48 hours of flexing every muscle in your body and your heart rate crazy and they the storms eventually just broke him and so when he passed away i just it was a saturday morning and i just remember being like that no that's not it no no you're supposed to heal him yeah and then i go back to normal then i go back to my life yeah and i so bad wanted i just said that prayer so many times can we just go back like i just want to go back i want to go back to preschool and making lunches and playing with him on the patio. And I want to go back to yard work and all those just dumb little things that you do every day. And, and, and now, you know, looking back, I realized that God never intended for me to go back. That he could only, he only ever needed me to move forward. And that in the moving forward, there was going to be a new version of myself. And a new version of our family that was for some reason that I don't know all the reasons was part of his plan for us. How did you do that? How did you not, how did you continue to trust God after, after your son went home to him? Well, this is one thing that, you know, it's like I had, I think I was like 25 when my son passed away. So you know, I had been developing this relationship with God for 14 years. Yeah. And I couldn't deny all those evidences that I had over and over. I mean, over and over again in these books. 
So I knew he was there. He just didn't get me what I wanted. And I didn't know why. And that hurt. Like, I remember writing in my journal, like, I feel like this was like, like I had a, a boyfriend that just broke my heart, you know, yeah. but like, like in the worst way, like I just yeah. felt, but I couldn't, even in my brokenness, I couldn't deny what I already knew because I had seen it played out so many times. And I had felt him in the hospital with me. Like I, here I was in this incredibly difficult circumstance and I literally felt held up by angels for most of it, you know? And so I couldn't, I couldn't go back on that either. Yeah. Yeah. And so even though I didn't get what I wanted, I just, I just kept showing up every morning in prayer and, and I would just tell them how I felt. And this is yeah. one thing, like, I, I don't really like, I don't really like utter any kind of practice prayers. You know, I don't, I still know I actually feel, and I yeah. think he appreciates it. Even if, like, I'm mad, even if I'm sad, even if yeah. I'm broken. Like, I, I had an experience just this year. And I was so disappointed on so many levels. And I was tired, and I just wrote in my journal one sentence. And it was, Genity, what takes more faith? Getting what you want or continuing on when you don't? Yes. Oh. <laughs> and it's hard. Like, no one wants to hear that. But no. It's true. It is true. And, and this is the other thing. If you think that you're not going to be disappointed by God sometimes, you don't have a real relationship with him. Because in all authentic relationships that we have, we get disappointed sometimes. Yeah. It's part of the mortal experience. Yeah. You know? And so, like, can you imagine, like, your husband disappointing you and you're like, well, it's over. Sorry. Like, yeah. Done. Well, I guess that was fun. Yeah. I'm going to go find somebody else who won't disappoint me. No. Right. You right. know? And so I was disappointed. I was sad. I was so sad. I questioned the power of the atonement because, I mean, I you hear it, right? You hear, like, Christ is the bulb of Gilead. He can heal broken hearts. Like, you hear all that. And I... And it's like, it's one thing to hear it and know it just by like other people's experiences, you know, and then it's like a whole other thing when you're actually super broken and you, you so deeply understand the depths of the brokenness and you then kind of question like, I mean, I know he can like heal broken legs or right. he brought sight to the blind, but like, this right. is like my heart and my soul have been like just completely shattered. Like how could this ever, I don't know. I don't think this is going to come back together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, and I wrote that. Yeah. And I pray and I prayed that. Yeah. And then it's, this is, this is the same thing I've been telling you this whole time. It's the consistent practice. So you write that and you're mad and it's fine and you go throughout your day, but then you show up again the next morning. And yeah. if you're still mad, Write about how you're still mad. Look up yeah. every mad scripture you can find. Tell God you're mad. And then show up the next day. And it's so beautiful because it's the consistent practice that over time, God can change your heart. Um, and over time, you know, we were just, like I said, we were just in Idaho and we were driving. We drove through a huge storm. And you get to the other side of it and you look back and it's beautiful. Like storms from a distance are I mean, as an artist, I'm like, I want to yeah. hate that. Like, yeah. gorgeous. 
And I think that's like the storms in our lives, like they, they grow in beauty the further we are away from them, you know? Oh, I love that. But, but you have to have, that's it. So you have to establish your foundation. You have to establish your relationship with Christ before they come. Yeah. Because otherwise it's easier to say, Hey, you disappointed me. I'm out. Like, I don't want anything to do with you. You can just leave me alone. I don't need you. You didn't give me what I wanted. So what, what was the point anyways of having you in my life? You know, like if you don't have that foundation, then it's a lot harder. So like, my husband, he, he rides bikes and we have a trainer, like a indoor bike trainer in our house. And there's this program that we ride. It's like, like a little computer program and it like the computer makes the pedals harder or easier, you know, to simulate going up hills and stuff. Yeah. And I was doing this training program, like one of my first times my husband comes in and there's this little blue rainbow on the little screen that you're watching. And it, and it's, I hit the rainbow all of a sudden, like, it's like I got, 45 pound sandbags on each of my pedals like I could hardly push it I'm, I'm yeah. like telling you and my husband like what the crap yeah supposed to? and he's like Jen you need to pick up your cadence before you get to the portal of pain like you you gotta like have a higher turnover rate with your feet before you hit that interval otherwise they're almost impossible yeah. I'm like oh oh so I make it through the portal of pain and I'm like back on the road and it gets lighter and I'm like oh that was really hard and then yeah. I see another blue rainbow and I'm oh, like, no. oh, portal, portal of pain. So this time I like crank up my, my, my speed before I hit the portal. So when I do, I have all this momentum to help carry me through it. And it was like way easier. And I just think about how like President Nelson has encouraged us to build our spiritual momentum, you know, yeah. and I, I totally know that this is true. Like you, I, t- I tell my kids, you know, it's like he eleven five twelve is my favorite scripture because when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds, yea, his shocks in the world, when yea, when all his hail and his mighty storm shall beat upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag yeah. you down to the gulf of misery and endless hope because the rock upon which you are built, which is a sure foundation, a foundation whereon if men build, they cannot fall. It's not if, it's when. And you just get to decide, like, when do you want to build that foundation? Yes. I yes. recommend not trying to build it in the storm. It's a lot harder. <laughs> For sure. I love that scripture. And I agree. And I love the end. It's they cannot fall. It's not they, they will not, or they probably won't, or they shouldn't fall. It, <laughs> you, you cannot, you, will not. you cannot yeah. fall. It, it's impossible. Yeah. And you know, I actually had a dream one night about that. Like I was on, I had this dream where I was like on a stormy sea and it's like, just like in the movies, huge waves, big thunderclouds, lightning, rain. And I looked down in my dream and I'm standing on top of the water. And I was like, well, how's this happening? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I look, you know, my, my, my gaze goes from the water to my feet of my body. And all of a sudden I see like ropes around my stomach and my arm. And I'm like, there's your ropes here. And then I like look over my shoulder and like the savior is standing behind me. And I love that image because cannot fall right So it's not that we we can't fall it's that when we tie ourselves to him we then because we are tied to him who is certain (laughs) yes then then that's why we cannot it is because he cannot oh so we just need to focus yeah so you just have to focus on how can i best tie myself to christ yes did you because he cannot fall 
No, well, I mean, I okay, I tried, but it was bad. So I w- I didn't have like the skill set to say what I wanted to say back then, but it's definitely something that I need to pay in the future for sure. That would be a really, really powerful image of seeing that. that I know, incredible. So, Jenity, when you when you're in the creative process, and 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 when you're when you're pushing yourself either mentally with your art or physically with your ninja skills, is there, do you still get those moments of, okay, this is bigger than me. Like this is going to be hard. This is going to be a hard day or at ninja or when you sit down to paint, are you like, okay, I, I don't know. I'm up for this. How do you, how do you pump yourself up mentally and physically to do the big tasks of, either creating something from scratch or getting through a really difficult obstacle on the course. How do you yeah. So I, I only feel like that, like about every day, um, <laughs> just about like every time I sit down to space, <laughs> you're like, just okay. about every time I drive to the ninja gym. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and honestly, I think it's just, honestly, getting started is so hard. You yeah. Know? Like, it's like the first, like, I didn't, like, I got up to go running this morning. I was having a, I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed this week and I didn't want to go running. I really didn't. But like, I knew better, like from experience that if I went running, I would feel better after. And yes. so honestly, that the hardest step was just the first one out the door. And then once you get, you know, once you take that first step, you're like, oh, okay, like, this isn't. And then eventually you enjoy it. And then you're so glad that you actually went. Yeah. And I feel like that with our, with, Every so much of my life is like the hardest thing is just driving to the ninja gym when you don't want to. Yeah. Like once you get there, it's fine. And you're like, well, here I am. I'm going to do it. I know. I always, yeah. myself, I, do, I do it for the after. Like it sucks. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that when I am running or working out, I get like that endorphin or runner's high. I run lots of half marathons. I'm not, it's for sure not nearly as athletic as you, but I try to take care of myself and do, but I'm not one of those people that feels happy when I, there's something wrong and the, but the endorphins do come, but after I'm done, like after I'm done, then I'm like, Oh, I'm, so I have to That's tell so myself great. when I'm crying and cursing in my mind, like I'm doing it for the after I'm doing it for the after. Cause I know this will help me, but when I'm doing it, I'm not like, this is amazing. Yes. I feel so good. I'm always like, I still hate this. I hate it so bad. <laughs> and I do it for the after. So I love you. are like, Oh yep. But I feel good after. And that's exactly what I do it. And, okay, cool. and I think the other thing too, is like making a goal and just deciding that this is something that you're going to do. You know, it's like, when I signed up to take those ninja courses, like they scared the crap out of me. I was like yeah. sweating like down to my like rib cage before I even like yeah. walked in the, the, the gym because I was so scared, but I committed to do it and I just, just go because I'm committed, you know? And like when I don't want to paint, like some paintings are hard. I, lots of paintings are hard. <laughs> yes. And so I just tell myself like, okay, this is something you've committed to do. And like, what if you only paint for 20 minutes? Set a timer. Yeah, or run or walk or whatever. Just be like, okay, I can do something for twenty minutes. And then what's sure. amazing is you just set the timer, make yourself do it. By the other twenty minutes, you're most likely not going to want to stop. Right? Like, yeah, you're most likely going to want to keep. <laughs> you're like, so I just try to keep like the big picture. Like, what is this commit? Like, what's the what do you want? What's the goal? And then show up for the goal, and then give yourself a timeline. And then if after twenty minutes you still just can't, 
congratulate yourself that you showed up and you put in 20 minutes and you're 20 minutes better today than you were yesterday. But that most likely you're going to, you're going to be like, once you're in it, you're going to be like, okay, this is that. And this is not so bad. Like, let's keep going. Let's do so, it. I love that. Yeah. Is great advice. It's true. It, it really, the hardest part really is just taking that first step and doing it and, and having just that leap of faith and okay, here well, I am. Like, why is it so hard? Well, because there's an opposition because yes. there actually is a force out there that doesn't want you to do anything cool. Yep. It doesn't want you to develop any skills. Yeah. would really actually prefer if you just scroll through your phone all day and actually like became mentally numb because it would be make his job easier, you know? Yes. And so when you feel um, that opposition, just say not today, Satan, no. I'm going to do something awesome. And if you would like to sit in that corner and watch me, you're welcome, but you are not going to stop me. Ooh, I love that thought. That the harder you work, the harder he has to. It's so true. And that if you're just lazy, he's like, oh, good. Then I can be lazy and not work hard on yeah. you. But it's like, and it's yeah. true. It's like he goes after, if, if we were unproductive slugs, that he'd be like, well, good. Then I don't have to worry about you. But he wants to take down the ones that have a lot of potential and are going to do amazing things in this world because we're going to be the ones that make the biggest difference and be lights for yeah. good. Oh, yeah. And like, I recently taught like a creativity boot camp on YouTube. It's just like free. Anybody can go watch it. But um, what is it called? Where one can people go? So it's my YouTube channel is just Jenny Page. Okay. Name. And then there, if you go to like live, there's like a little, yeah, you click on live streams and all of my recorded live streams will come up. And I talked about obstacles, like overcoming obstacles one day. And anyways, it's like a whole series on cre just creativity in general not painting awesome. but just how to be more creative but one thing that i talk about is that like you get to decide today what you want to be amazing at in 20 years like sit down and make a like a dream list a bucket list like what do you like i for one want to speak fluent spanish that's one of my goals like i love the latin people and i just need to be able to connect with them better so i i then so once you decide what what do you want to be awesome at in 20 years then today you do that for 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Just decide like, I'm going to work on this just a little bit today. Yeah. And so I, I do like, I practice my Spanish like 10 minutes today. <laughs> it's going to take me 20 years to be for that, but yes, gosh, darn it. Like eventually I'm going to get, gonna there. get there. Yeah. And like, it's so exciting for me and so empowering to think about like that concept that what do you want? Where do you want to be in 20 years? And honestly, if you do it every day, you might get there in two, but yeah. You know, shoot, shoot for long term. Because yes. if you're overwhelmed by your life, it can be okay. Like, there's no way. But then you're you're in charge. Like, and and how easily do we waste ten minutes on our phone? Like, so easy, right? Time. What All if instead you you put that ten minutes towards just I'm going to walk for ten minutes a day? I mean, and what's crazy is that like the adversary will tell you it doesn't matter. Yeah, like. If you walk for 10 minutes a day, it doesn't matter why you even do it. If you paint for 10 minutes a day, why even get your paints out to like 10 minutes? But you just tell that voice, he's, he's welcome to sit in the corner, but you're going to do this thing because in 20 years, it's a long time, 20 years times 10 minutes a day adds up to actually really long, like a lot of time, you know? Yes. So that's so cool because we can really become, we can do amazing things if we just consistently choose to show up every day just a little bit. Oh, I yeah. love that thought so much. And, and it is funny that we hold it, we hold ourselves back and it it's so much easier to not go for it and to not take the risk and, and to not put yourselves out there and not try 
And I don't know if it's the fear of failure or the fear of hard work, but when, when I was trying out for American Idol 20 years ago, by the way, okay. and I told my I dad, I watched like, you. Oh my gosh. Is it yeah. 17 I tell Victor, yeah, yeah. darling. <laughs> and you know what? It's so gutsy. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like having been in like the producer camera, everything oh. set, it is so freakishly terrifying. It like, is unlike anybody who steps on, on that stage deserves like the thing is so <laughs> hard. Oh, it, it really is. And, and I luckily was super naive going into it. So I think if I knew more, I would have been even more terrified to do it. And I was just. <laughs> Yeah, this overinflated sense of self and self-confidence. Like I can do anything. And I'm grateful for that because that really is what got me through. But that initial step of, okay, auditions are today. And I was like, no, mm -mm." my dad's like, why? I'm like, and I had all these reasons of why I couldn't. And the tape was due in an hour and I wasn't ready and I hadn't prepared anything. I didn't know about it. I wasn't mentally prepared. No, I don't want to do it. I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year. I'm not going to do it now. And my dad said, Carmen, what have you got to lose? If you do it and you don't make it, fine. If you don't try, you will never know. Either way, it's a no. So why don't you try and at least give yourself a shot? Possibility. Everything. It's like, you're right. If I don't try, I don't make it. If I do try and don't make it, at least I know I tried. Tried. At least yeah. I know I, I did it. And 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 if I don't, I can learn lessons of maybe how to do it better next time. And and what and that honestly, it changed the whole trajectory of my entire life, which is why I'm talking with you today. I mean, it, it yes. really changed everything. And I'm so grateful for that perspective. So Jenny, if you could give as, as we, as we wrap this up, I could talk to you for like another hour easily, but if you could give listeners, you know, one piece of advice on, okay, how do I find out what heavenly father wants me to do? Is it me just telling him, I want to do this. Will you help me? Or do you feel like he has a specific plan for each person and, and how do they figure that out and take that scary first step into doing something so, to do good? So I think that God gives us, I think he honors our agency. I think he honors what we want, you know, but I do everything, everything I take to him because like I said at the start, like he knows best. So I tell everybody like, the thing that changed my life was seeking a daily relationship with Jesus Christ. And so if there's anything I could, you know, encourage people to do, it's to write. I think when you think, oh, I read my scriptures, I said my prayers, done. And that's great. But yeah. what writing does is it allows you the moment to take in a bigger perspective, like, and actually think about what stuff yeah, it's, so, it's so easy in like the day to day. Everything's so busy. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. That we don't even think about what we want. And sometimes people don't even know what they want, you know? Yeah. So if there's something that you do know that you want, I'd pray about it. I'd write about it. I'd pray about it and work it out with God as like a partnership. If you don't know what you want, talk to God about it. Ask him to teach you who you are and then make a plan with him to, to make it happen. Like, we have this fantastic goal setting program in the church. I'm the biggest fan of it. I teach my kids about it. We all set goals together. We put them on our fridge and it really is truly inspired because it's this, this process that I'm just talking about where you come to know God and then figure out who you are, decide what you want, and then make a plan to get there. So that is nice. <laughs> and I, I, you are just so inspiring and, and such a, a good example of 
you know, what heavenly father can do with your life when you, when you turn it over to him and, and how much more he can make of us than, than we can imagine. And that we have planned for, and that there always is not necessarily a plan B, but, but multiple plans. Like when, when something doesn't work out or when, when a door closes, or if there's another opportunity that it's not like, well, I did that. And now what? There's always something else for us. There's always a way to grow. There's always new talents. There are that are Latin within us that we can discover. And that heavenly father is not like, we're not meant to be one dimensional. We are multidimensional beings. And there are always things to discover about ourselves that we can do to bless our lives and the lives of those around us. So Jenny, it's been so much fun talking with you today and so much fun to watch you paint this incredible picture. <laughs> like exercise oh, thanks. in real time. So where can people go to see your art, to purchase your art, to watch you? When is American Ninja Warrior? When is that airing? Yeah. All those things. Okay, so my website's jennitypage.com. Okay. I post on in- Instagram pretty regularly. I also have a Patreon page. On my Patreon, I teach like online art classes. And then as far as American Ninja Warrior goes, I don't think I'm getting aired this season. I've competed four seasons and they've never aired my run. <laughs> and we'll have to discuss that on our next podcast conversation together because it. it's it's its own thing. Yeah, like 90, 90 or so ninjas show up for an episode and then they maybe film like 25 like on TV. So for whatever reason... I have been kept from primetime television, which, you know, is maybe a blessing, but yeah. So I, but if you want to watch the show, <laughs> and if, we'll all be surprised if I show up on the first episode. If I, if I do jump the season, it's going to be on the first episode and it airs next Monday, June 5th. So, okay. so it'll be a surprise. I, I don't think I'm going to be there, but cause usually they send you like a, like a media package or something. If you're going to be on it and I haven't gotten anything like that. So we'll have to save that story <laughs> i was gonna say we're for sure going to do a part two story. and talk about that <laughs> for sure because that that is crazy to me but i would be so interested to hear about your experience <laughs> and and relate mine of you know quote reality tv with you yeah reality talk, tv is yeah. the best and talk about all of that. So let's do it. Let's do a part two okay. and and we'll discuss all of that American Ninja Warrior stuff and your experience with that. It's so interesting. Well, Jenity, thank you again for taking the time to talk with me today and for all the good you are doing. Thank you so much, Carmen. It was so fun talking to you. I am Carmen Herbert and I'm so excited to tell you about an amazing app that my whole family loves. It's called Our Turtle House, and it's full of literally thousands of hours of full-length talks, just like the old talk on CDs or talk on tapes, from some of your favorite Latter-day Saint speakers like John By the Way, Mick Johnson, Hank Smith, me, and a ton more. Plus, there's podcasts, firesides, devotionals, come follow me resources, and entertaining content your whole family will enjoy. Truly, all in one little app. And you can use promo code doing good all one word at checkout and you get a full month free so check it out and sign up at ourturtlehouse.com see you soon